0: Once again we are going to look at Mark chapter 14 this morning and we are turning and looking at verses 32 through 42. Last week we concentrated on verses 32 through 36 and this morning we will focus on 37 through 42 listen to the holy infallible word of God and they went to the place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples sit here while I pray and he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled and he said to them my soul is very sorrowful even to death Remain here in watch. And going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba Father, all things are possible for you remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping and he said to peter simon are you asleep could you not watch one hour watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak and again he went away and prayed saying the same words and again he came and found them sleeping where their eyes were very heavy and they did not know what to answer him and he came the third time and said to them are you still sleeping and taking your rest it is enough the hour has come the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners rise let us be going see my betrayer is at hand let's pray Our Lord and our God, we now see that the hour is here for Christ. We also see the disciples. What is there here for us to see as well? Help our hearts to be awake, to the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are on watch concerning the purity of his name and the Church. Lead us by thy Spirit, sanctify us in the Spirit, in Christ's name, amen. But concerning that day or that hour no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven nor the son but only the father be on guard. Keep awake therefore stay awake for you do not know when the master of the house will come lest he Christ come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say, I say to all stay awake. So are the words in the Olivet Discourse of Christ. Yes, as we noted at the beginning of the last message, these words were uttered by Christ in his Olivet Discourse. We recall that these words in Mark 13 were spoken to Peter, James, and John, and Andrew. And as we left off in our previous message, Christ is now praying in Gethsemane. And he had left his disciples at the entrance of the garden. Verse 32 of our text. And took again only Peter, James and John with him into Gethsemane, leaving Andrew this time behind. Only those three go with him into the garden. As Mark's narrative focuses on two aspects. Christ's own prayer verses 33 through 36 and secondly his interaction with the disciples verses 37 through 42. Last week we focused upon Christ's very personal prayer to his father with respect to submitting to the will of his father that is the hour and the cup on which his path is leading him the cross the cross for the redemption of his people this morning permit your attention to be drawn to that second aspect his interaction here with these disciples verses 37 through 42 through prayer Christ has laid his life willingly into the hands of his father. Now he comes, united in one will with his father to those three disciples and finds them sleeping in verse 37. He specifically addresses Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch? for one hour. As we hear Christ's admonishment of Peter in this situation, our minds should go immediately in two directions with respect to the historical context. First, as we mentioned last week, there is a strong connection between the night of the Passover as initiated by God in Egypt and the instruction of our Lord to watch and pray. The Passover night was a vigil of watching and praying as the angel of death passed over the Israelite homes in Egypt. Exodus 12 verse 42. Christ tells the three disciples to remain here and watch. Christ's disciples are to be watching for the Lord coming in his judgment against the enemies of the gospel as they are to be diligent in prayer for the preserving of God's people. They are to be watchful and on guard with respect to Christ's priestly prayers for the purity, the purity of Christ's church. Herein, Christ is the only person pictured as praying. He tells his disciples sit here while I pray. Verse 32. As Christ the head of the church is alone praying. That theme in Mark about Christ alone going to the cross. Christ alone secures our redemption. He alone is the fulfillment of the priestly office in the Passover ceremony. He is both the sacrifice for sin and the mediator who prays for the accomplishment of the good news in the saving work on the cross. Christ's prayer to Abba Father is an expression of obedient surrender and unconditional faith to his father's will. Well, it is obvious that these three disciples are not good Jews with respect to the duty of the Passover night. They are not watching, rather they are asleep. The garden scene with these three disciples is very consistent with the picture that Mark has drawn about the disciples throughout his gospel. They are still lost concerning the identity of Jesus. They are still lost concerning the purpose of Jesus's mission. The earnestness to have eyes that see is not there yet with these disciples. The second aspect of Christ's admonishment of Peter in this situation that comes to our minds is the connection between the Olivet Discourse and Christ's directive. As Christ goes into the garden to pray alone He gave Peter, James, and John a direct command. There's no ambiguity in the command that Jesus gives to them. Remain here and watch verse 34. Going back, how did Jesus start the Olivet Discourse? How did he start that? Olivet Discourse. He says in chapter 13, verse 5, see, and the Greek word here is be vigilant, be on the lookout, be careful that no one leads you astray. Then in chapter 13, 21, during that Olivet Discourse, Christ states, if anyone says to you, look, the Greek word here is Pay attention, listen. If anyone says, here is Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. The picture and con- connections in the Mark's narrative are clear. These disciples are not prepared at all against being led astray believing in false Christs and prophets with the true Passover lamb right there before them. They are totally accessible to every wind and doctrine. Their state of being overcome with physical sleep is a picture of how spiritually asleep they are as well. They are not ready. For the beginning of the birth pains of the cultural, social, political, and natural chaos that will address the creation after Christ's departure, which Christ speaks about there in the Olivet Discourse in chapter 13 verses 7 and 8. These are the disciples, <laughs> if you recall, these are the disciples that ask for a sign. When these things would occur and although Christ does not give them an exact date he tells them forcefully that they must always always be ready it is as if when Jesus was saying that to them it went in one ear and out the other they were so so interested in this sign. Christ gives this long discourse in terms of the, all of that discourse. They wanted to be so interested in the sign. When it would be coming? When would these things occur? And what are they doing? Sleeping. Sleeping. They cannot even stay awake for the duty of the Passover, watching and praying. Their solemn religious duty that points to the Messiah's coming in blessing and judgment makes no serious impression upon their lives. Well, You do not want to miss the sequence of the watching and praying in this Gethsemane narrative. We have already accented that Christ tells his disciples to sit here while I pray verse 32. In verse 34 he tells the three disciples that he took with him who he he took with him to watch. We have noted that the word pray is absent with respect to the disciples watching there in verse 32 because at this point the focus is upon Christ praying Christ praying as our high priest our final high priest and Passover sacrifice for our sin but once Christ has prayed that he is united to the same will as his father concerning the cup and the hour of his crucifixion. He is ready to check on what he has assigned for these three disciples to be doing. And what does he find? Not watchers, but sleepers. Not watchers, but sleepers. Christ addresses Peter per se, Simon, are you asleep Could you not watch for one hour? Verse 37. Now notice that Christ commands the full duty now. The full duty of the Passover night. He commands both actions of the Passover night. Watch and pray. Verse 38. Now don't miss the full statement to Peter. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh, the flesh is weak. Keep in mind that Mark does not record in his gospel, the Lord's prayer. But right before you right here congregation in this situation. Christ is exhorting Peter about the necessity of prayer as the believers armor prayer as the believers armor against temptation. You know what follows. We repeated it this morning in our time together in terms of the Lord's prayer. You know what follows that phrase about not being entering into temptation. But deliver us from evil, deliver us from evil. The context here is taking Peter well beyond the garden scene. Indeed, it will include the garden scene as we will see. And surely it includes the event that Christ had just prophesied concerning Peter back in verse 30 of this chapter his denial but it also includes the temptations which Christ has prophesied for the apostolic ministry of the church and beyond. What did Christ say repeatedly in the Olivet Discourse? Be on guard. Keep awake, therefore stay awake, lest he, Christ, come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake." So what is the danger? What's the danger? if we do not stay awake. If Peter doesn't stay awake. For Peter, specifically the danger for him is the denial of Christ. He's sleeping when he needs to be praying, not to be led into temptation. He is sleeping. so. He needs to be praying so he would be strong in terms of that denial. He denies Christ instead of entering into what's, what is the cardinal principle of being a disciple of Jesus? What has Jesus told Peter? What has Jesus told all of us? Self-denial. Peter is going to enter into denial of Christ instead of the life of self-denial. Meanwhile, a different disciple has entered temptation willingly. He is not present with the disciples as Christ enters into prayer with his Abba Father. This other disciple has given his heart completely over to the flesh and its evil nature. He is Judas the betrayer and for the apostolic age and the church Christ's alert in connection with temptation are those who claim to be Christ but are not or claim to be a prophet and are not as they perform signs and wonders and th- wonders and thus lead astray many from the gospel peter are you awake are you on guard is the weakness of the flesh Your sinful passions and desires in union with Adam's sin, gaining victory over the importance of the spirit of a spirit of union with Christ's word, which will never pass away. Peter needs to enter the prayer of the Spirit's words upon the heart of David in Psalm 51. That wonderful psalm of repentance, you know it, when Peter cries for the salvation of the Lord to uphold him with a willing spirit. Psalm 51, 12. A willing spirit. So where are we? Where are we, the church? of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Let me ask you very personally, that the text enter into your heart. Are you awake? Go back to 1337, for Christ says, to all, meaning the church. Are you awake? Are you on guard? Is the weakness of the flesh your sinful passions and desires in union with Adam's sin gaining victory over the importance of a spirit of union with Christ's word which will never pass away is your life watching and praying that the church will not enter into temptation, that the church will be preserved against the seductions of evil in doctrine and in life. Are we, who are Christ's officers in this church, are we watching and praying? Are you, Are you, as Christ's flock, watching and praying? After all, Christ's message in the Olivet Discourse is clear. God's judgment is coming upon the apostasy from true biblical religion, as well as the false religions of the entire world. Christ's directive here transcends, transcends this evening at Gethsemane. It goes beyond the duty of the Passover night. This now governs the entire era of the church from the death and resurrection of Christ until his second coming. The fulfillment of the Passover feast has come in Christ instituting the Lord's Supper and the Apostle Paul will instruct the officers of the church as though as well as those who are part of the visible church not to partake of the bread and cup in an unworthy manner Because if one does, that church, that person brings judgment upon themselves. Well, the weakness of the flesh continues even after the strong exhortation from Christ Christ recites his same prayer that he uttered unto Abba Father and returns to find the disciples sleeping two more times. Remember the aspect of the number three here in this text. We stated that last week, Christ praying in Gethsemane is the third time Mark records Christ praying in his gospel in solitude as well as being alone. He took notice three disciples with him. He returns from praying alone to find them sleeping and taking their own personal rest three times. He admonishes the three disciples three times. The Hebrew and biblical understanding of the number three has the meaning of divine fullness, completeness. That is what is confronting us here in the text. That's the way Mark is outlining his narrative here. How do we know this? the composition of verses 37 through 42 of Christ's interaction with the disciples is a staccato meaning that each rebuke is short and detached from the previous rebuke until we reach the divine fullness completeness from the previous rebuke until that we meet that that issue in terms of Christ finished will in compliance to his father's will to be a ransom for the sin for many on the cross. Are you listening? Christ hits these three disciples with these words. It is enough the hour has come verse 41 christ's words here go beyond his frustration with the failure of his disciples to heed to his direction to watch and pray christ is stressing his own personal action here of following through on his prayer that he is joining his father's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven the hour is now here the hour of his cup the hour When the blood, his blood, of the covenant is poured out for many, the hour of divine fullness, completeness, is definitely upon himself, the disciples, the church, and the world. The Greek word for enough here has the connotation of to be paid in full, to receive in full. It is all over. It is all over. The time is now. Christ's Passover. Christ prophecy at the passover meal is about to occur the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners verse 41 yes in strict contrast this is very interesting in strict contrast to the blessings of the kingdom of God is at hand way back there way back there in 115 the theme of the whole gospel of Mark that the kingdom of God is at hand notice the same Greek words are used here in verse 42 the evil kingdom of Satan you see, is betrayed. It comes as betrayal. And it is at hand. At hand. The one who dipped bread into the same dish as Christ at the Passover meal. Yes, he is betraying the Passover night's religious directive that was affirmed strongly by our Savior. He, even Judas, is to be watching and praying. Not Judas. He chose to be led into temptation and not to be delivered from evil as he betrayed the Passover lamb of God. We are now finally on the brink of Christ's third prophecy about his end. The fullness of time is here. The Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes. And they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise again. That prophecy is now upon us. Chapter 10, verse 33 and 34. Let's pray. The Passover lamb has come. He has come indeed. We must address our own hearts concerning our love, our commitment in faith to Christ. Are we awake? Are we watching? Are we praying? Keep us, O Lord, from temptation. Deliver us from evil and may the purity of Christ as the fulfillment of the Passover lamb of God secure constantly the existence of our body here this morning from the oldest to the youngest preserve us in your grace and mercy in christ's name amen